Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mindful Minutes. So if you haven't heard about the Mindful Minutes podcast yet, we're all about talking about mental health issues to raise awareness about mental health amongst youths so that we will start this whole conversation and we're backed by the National Youth Council, Young Change Makers, all part of Zirup's attempt to increase mental health awareness amongst youth. So today we have a really special episode because we have a guest and she's none other than the co-founder of The Kind Friend, Jamie. And today we'll be talking about journaling, self-reflection, and there's really a lot to learn. So let's hear it from Jamie. Alright, so today we have Jamie from The Kind Friend with us. So Jamie, to set it off, why not you give us a little intro about yourself as well as The Kind Friend? Uh, So I was born in Taiwan and I actually grew up in Australia and now I'm in Singapore. So I've been in Singapore for about two and a half years and I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And um, as a kid growing up, I guess I've always been very curious and I have so many passions. You know, I was extremely good at sprinting and often I compete in competitions. I've, I've always been quite competitive and um, always enjoy running I feel like you know when I run I just stay in my own lane and I just Mm -hmm. my aim is just to give a hundred percent on the things that's given to me and I also enjoy fashion I love piano and it's funny as we grow older it it seems like so much of who we are is determined by what we do Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of like you're not allowed to be multi-passionate anymore but even till today even though I'm running a business on the side I do still have a lot of hobbies and passions and would you say that the kind friend was started out of passion (laughs) yeah it's funny that you say that but it did start out as a passion but Mm -hmm. it didn't start it out by me Uh, So the Kind Friends started out as a passion project on Instagram in January 2019, so last year by my husband. Mm -hmm. So the idea was quite simple. He wanted to make kindness go viral. Mm -hmm. So he always has a passion for writing and he wanted to use that gift for good. Um, I love sharing this story. So I remember (laughs) when we just met. And um, so when we just met, we weren't even dating yet. We were just trying to get to know each other. And every time we go out for dinner, he would he would take out his phone and write down all the things that are important to me onto his phone. Wow. Initially, I thought I thought he was really rude, you know, like having <laughs> dinner and someone would take out his phone. Um, but later on, he would turn all those things into a personalized poem. Uh, and he even would print them out and stick it on like a cardboard and gave them to me. So I thought that was really sweet. And um, yeah, so what he did with the kind friend, you know, every day he would just write a very simple quote centered around kindness and positivity. Um, I guess wouldn't we all want to live in a world that's a little bit kinder and more and a and more positive, right? Especially during this year. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think your husband just raised the bar for all the other guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> and um Yeah, we were quite surprised how the account grew so quickly within Mm -hmm. such a short period of time. So I think right now we have over 76,000 followers. In addition to that, Coca-Cola also reached out to us and labeled our account as one of the top positivity accounts to follow for 2020. 
And through that journey, we started to receive thousands and thousands of comments, direct messages, as well as email. And that's when we noticed that our community are facing an everyday challenge of addressing mm. their stress and anxiety. It's it's crazy that, you know, we have students who are as young as 17 writing to us, letting us know how alone they feel in today's connected world. Mm. We also had professionals sharing stories with us just around how stress um, and overwhelmed they are at work. And we also had artists and influencers sharing their battles with anxiety and depression with us. That's really when we took all those insights and decided to launch the Kind Friend Mindfulness Journal, mm-hmm. hoping to you know, use this product to debunk the stigma associated with mental well-being and also help people to find time and make time to, you know, to, to do self-care. Yes, so that's basically how you actually put it together and I'm looking at it right now and I'm really excited because actually before this, my friend did share how she used it and she mentioned that she loved it because there is your space for for you to still remain productive with your weekly tasks, your weekly goals, but you also have stuff where you actually get space to write down about what you like about this week, what didn't go so well and grateful, this portion all about gratefulness. So can you tell us more about what, actually went through the thought process or what do you actually um you know when you were discussing what made you finally decide on all of these different segments for the first part of the journal i wish i can take credit for the design but i can't (laughs) (laughs) so first and foremost um the kind brand was born out of a community so fundamentally Mm. in everything that we wanted to create we constantly ask ourselves you know how can we give people amazing experiences and create things that bring joy to people and how can we create products that people actually want so considering that we already have a really sticky community Mm. what it was we literally just asked them hey you know if we were to create a product what do you want to see and uh, we did a lot of surveys and one thing we've noticed I think it was around almost 80 percent of our followers said that they use either a notebook or a journal so we know okay there's a really strong product market fit and then we also asked them if we were to create you know a mindfulness journal what would you like to see inside so we wanted to evangelize our community's voice and what we found is that people want to be heard and if they love your brand they want to be a part of your product creation journey Mm. so our um, our followers told us that they want to have templates to track their goals and their daily habits Uh, they want to be able to label their daily emotions to help them increase their emotional literacy and they also want to you know be able to reflect on their week, on their day, to really highlight the the small things and to celebrate the small wings as well as cultivate gratitude. But at the same time, they want to have enough space to use like your traditional journal. You know, you can write about your days or you can even draw because everyone expresses themselves differently. Mm -hmm. So I guess essentially we have created a people power ecosystem. Uh, And right now, you know, we don't exist in retail stores. And what this means is that we have really close relationship with each one of our customers. 
That's great. So walk me through how one would actually fill in the journal and, you know, let's do a little activity together right now because I have my journal from Be Kind Friends sitting right in front of me. So (laughs) let's go straight into it, you know. I think everyone is different. You know, everyone mm-hmm. has different calendar schedule, different temperament, different habits to me. But I can talk about how I would journal. But to be honest, I've actually started journaling since I was 12. Wow. So, um, yeah, this product is extremely close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I got, this is kind of sidetracked, but how I got started with my journaling journey was because you know during that time my family just immigrated to Australia mm. I, I remember you know, as a kid moving to a new country I couldn't speak a word in English and um, and I'm usually quite extroverted it was difficult for me to make friends mm. and um, on top of all this new stimulation I also had to learn how to cope with my parents divorce So before I knew what hit me, I became moody, distracted and stressed out. I was definitely not the person that I wanted to be. Mm. And during that time, I'm so grateful that my mom took me to see a therapist because I know it's not the norm coming from an Asian family. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many stories where parents would just tell their kids, hey, it's on your head. Just sleep over it. Tomorrow will be fine. But it was during my therapy session that my therapist recommended me to journal. Mm. And um, she didn't just taught me the benefits of journaling for my you know, emotional well-being, but she told me it also has a significant benefit for my physical health. Mm. You know, when you write down all your worries, it's kind of like closing all the tabs that you have on your laptop. And so it helps you to reset and help you to declutter your mind. Uh, that's also very important for your immune system and your nerve function. So for me, I being journaling is a way for me to, I guess, nurture my mindset. In our society, we talk about physical health all the time. You know, I recently just booked an annual uh, medical checkup. Yes. I don't know how often people do it, but we never book an annual mindset checkup or yeah. like a, it's, it's just crazy to me how we don't realize how important it is to really look after our mind. And I think it's great that we have conversation around it now, but now it's the next step. How can you actually do it? Like yeah. we know how to go to the gym. We know which workout that we do will, will help us build our abs muscle or our core muscle, our leg muscle. But, you know, how can we really use all these different practices? It can be journaling, meditation, even just going out for a walk, just to reset your mindset um, to to help you grow and nurture your resilience and and your mind. Yeah, I think that's, well, that part really hit me when you said that, you know, like as Asian families, we don't get, like our parents aren't very open to going to therapy. And I'm so glad that, you know, you had that and that that has actually opened up um, you to the world of journaling that allows you to actually be more aware of not only your emotions but just have some time to actually sit down so what would you say um, how does one actually get into the right headspace to actually start reflecting or start the whole journaling process like maybe once a week or you know like when would you say is the best time to get into the correct headspace to start journaling I actually found it, it's funny when people don't want to do it, that's a time when they have to do it even more. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and then I guess when it comes to reflection, right, you select a reflection process 
that matches who you are. So I do it through journaling and my husband does it through meditation. And, you know, I've got friends who does it through just talk, going out for walks and just be away from their gadgets. I think we get bombarded with so much noise every single day. And, and like, so you select a process and the second step will be, you know, you schedule time, right? It's kind of like we schedule time to meet our friends. We schedule time for meetings. We get schedule time for gym. You also need to schedule time for reflection. Mm. Um, and for me, I don't know about you, but I am driven by my calendars. But yeah. sometimes when I look at people's <laughs> calendars, they don't have time for themselves. The oh. entire calendar is scheduled for others. But for me, I'm like, I am the most important person in my life. You know, I have to rely on myself most of the time. So why am I not scheduling time um, for me on my calendar. So I've started doing it. I will be have reflection time, journaling time, or even just scheduling time to do the things that will bring me joy. I feel like sometimes if you don't schedule it, you don't do it. Yeah. Wow. I think that that was a point that hit me, man. Because when I was just thinking about my calendar, it's fully packed. And you're right. There is no time for myself that I have set out. So I guess like um, one of the best ways to help us would actually to be set, like to be certain and set time aside for ourselves to actually be like, okay, every day I'll have about like 10 to 30 minutes to journal, to reflect a little bit about, you know, the stuff that happened today or just life in general, I would say. Yeah, and I will also recommend um, us with any habits, right? Um, you start small. If you want to mm. give journaling a try, you know, you can start with just writing down one sentence a day or even just write down one thing you are grateful for each day. And then later on, you can build up. So you wouldn't, if you want to go out for a run, you wouldn't run 10 kilometers in one day. You will start with maybe one kilometers and the next week might be two. So that's same as journaling. You can, so it's not too overwhelming for someone who's just starting. Mm -hmm. And I also really like this method. I think um, it was recommended by Ariana Huffington Post. So okay. she was stack habits. So stack something new with something old. For instance, if you enjoy drinking tea first thing in the morning, why not journal while you drink your favorite tea? So it breached that um, difficulty in terms of creating a new habit. Um, and the other one, once you get the hang of it, you can do, um, you can block it. So you can do 10 minute journaling in the morning and then another 10 minute before you go to sleep. Again, you can do habit stacking instead of scrolling through your social media. Why not replace that time with journaling so that's something that I've done uh, in especially replacing my morning scroll on social media with journaling I found that has been amazing for my mental well-being the reason why I'm so firm about this is because I feel like you wouldn't invite hundreds and hundreds of people into your bedroom first in the morning mm -hmm. but why are we doing that to ourselves you know, yeah. when you're looking, <laughs> as soon as you wake up, you yeah. are letting other people's life detecting how you would feel for that day. Mm. Um, so I used to do it and I, I'm still guilty of it. I'm not <laughs> like I sometimes I still You're not do perfect. It. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> far from perfect. But you're trying. <laughs> yeah, I think um, life is all about trying, right? Yes. Um, and yeah, so I feel like if you're persistent, you can create a new habit, but it's actually consistency mm -hmm. that will allow you to keep it. 
I think that's amazing because I mean it doesn't take a lot to try and I would want to say that you're perfect but you claim that you know you're not and I don't think anybody is perfect but the fact that you put in so much effort to try to actually set aside that time for yourself set aside time to journal it's amazing Jamie and I think I hope that it's a motivation for our listeners as well so um my second question for you actually would be you know we have this daily mood function and you did say that your husband thought that it would be a good idea to actually put in the tracking of the daily mood so why do you think it's actually so important for all of us to start to track our emotions and be more aware of the emotions that we feel throughout the day if you don't understand your emotions or what trigger your emotions you will forever become victims to them and i think that's why it's important sometimes people don't realize what are their triggers you know when someone does this why am i always getting agitated Mm. But having that emotional tracker, it allows you to reflect and spot patterns. What something that I love doing is after four weeks of writing down in my the kind friend journal, and I will actually combine all my emotional data. So mm. I think it was um April this year. For some reason, Thursday was my highlight for that entire month. Um, so if people tracking their emotions and then Monday they are never happy, then you might need to rethink, am I in the right job or am I in the right position? How come I always get Monday blues or I never, I'm never excited on Monday? Wow. And through based on doing this experience, like activity, you start to build relationship with your emotions. Mm-hmm. So it'll help you understand that usually emotions only stay with us for a few seconds but it's actually the story that we continue to tell ourselves that tends to stay i think human brains we have this tendency that we create stories in our head Mm, um and you know what you focus on will enlarge um and when you so one thing that i hope people can get out of our journal is to try to learn to spot facts You know, I always tell, um, so I've done a few workshops with different companies and I always tell them that you need to put your emotions on on trial and treat yourself as a judge and really analyze whether what you're thinking is true or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can also, I also like to um, label the intensity of my emotions. So today if I say, oh, I'm I'm feeling really vulnerable doing this podcast, what's the intensity out of 10? Um, so I, I think that will also help me to build, you know, that relationship with my emotions. Oh, that's, that's great advice out there. And I'm going to like, I'm just sitting here absorbing all of this because I feel that this is going to help me so much because personally, I definitely, um, have been struggling with my emotions. And after you hear all that, it actually does make sense, you know, like to actually, think back and track my emotions so that I can find patterns so that I can see you know what are the triggers is there something in my life that I should be doing differently so that I'm happier these are all great great tips and one more thing that I would like to think of is you know some people they journal and some people they do just journal for the sake of uh, writing happy things or you know maybe they journal and then they say like wow my life is great but they are actually hiding in like maybe some truths or things that you know they're not so honest about it when they're journaling so what would you say you know is it important to be honest in self-reflection and why is it important to be honest in self-reflection i believe everyone has a blueprint inside of them so it's kind of like we all have a treasure inside of us 
And you will only be able to discover that treasure if you learn how to be honest with yourself. So um, I really understand the power of um, self-reflection and on being really honest with myself when I was in my early 20s. So I guess I started my first business in my early 20s. I think I was 21. Wow, and that's really young. <laughs> I, I think it wasn't. I think I was just frustrated, you know, back then, um, entrepreneurship or startup, there weren't buzzwords. I was just mm. purely frustrated with the education system. So I, I was a teacher by trade mm. and I really wanted to solve that problem. Okay. So as a teacher, you know, I knew nothing about business and mm. there were just so much noise around me. And I think in today's society, you know, there's a delusion that in order for you to succeed, you need to have a high degree of energy, a low need for sleep and a drive that seems far beyond ordinary people. And then we also attach so much importance and status to busyness. I don't even understand why. And we wear it like a badge of reward. Yeah. So I did my business for about four years. You know, I was loving my business team and customers, but work became a huge part of my identity. Um, I didn't have a huge concept around, you know, self-reflection and self care mm. and um, I remember when I was reflecting back on some of my journal entries I could tell that I was obsessed in terms of becoming successful mm. I know success means different things to different people mm-hmm. but I was driven by what this what the world tells us what society like what success should look like mm. um, and I remember crying alone in my bed thinking that you know I'm an entrepreneur and this is just something that I had to push through Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I was out with my friends, I was, I always felt like I was the odd person out, you know, yes. in my early twenties, my friends would talk about their studies with your mm-hmm. uni students. They'll talk about their nine to five jobs, but I wanted to talk about my vision and the impact that I wanted to create. Mm-hmm. So physically I wasn't alone, but inside of me, I was extremely lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was a whole new world kind of opened up to me when my health suffered because when I was running my business, I didn't exercise for almost three, four years. Okay. I, I just want to, I feel like every single second should be invested back into the business yes. and every cent should be invested back to grow the business as well. As mm-hmm. well. Um, and on top of that, an eight-year relationship ended. Uh, my business also failed. So everything happened within the same month. So my health suffered, relationship ended, business failed. Um, That's probably one of the lowest moments of my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started working since I was 16 and I've always been in a relationship since that age as well. So in a way, I completely lost my identity and I didn't know how to be happy on my own with myself. Mm. Um, Yeah, so what became as a painful journey became my biggest teacher kind of catalyzing new discoveries and open myself up to a a brand new perspective. I actually took two months break Mm -hmm. and I buried myself in honest reflection within those two months. So I really asked myself questions like, okay, who am I without my career title? Mm. Like, I don't know, uh, after moving into this region in Asia, I feel like career is important, but sometimes people put too much of their identity Mm-hmm. within their career title Definitely. but you know life is so much more than just your career you have your family you have your hobbies you have your passion so yeah so I was asking myself who am I um, and I was you know asking myself what does success mean to me and how can I really live out the most 
authentic life that fits me. And it was hard because I was looking back at all my previous journal entries and and through reflection, I realized I was constantly chasing external validation. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, I would say yes to all the opportunity and I was young, so I was scared to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was spending my life living up to the expectation of others. But you have to self-reflect because that's when you can really understand how how much value you put yourself put on yourself, and that's when you can start to seek internal validation, and that's really really powerful because no one can take that away from you. And you have to realize when you have that internal validation, a rejection to you will never mean a self rejection. Yes. Well, that that was just a really powerful statement, and thank you so much for being so open and sharing your story. I think a lot of people. That are listening, or a lot of young people, they are actually able to relate to what you are saying because you know, in Asia especially, success, career, you know, if you don't have money, if you don't succeed in your career, you're nothing. So I think taking time to actually self reflect, and you know, think back about who are you without your career, what do you really want to be, and finding that internal self validation is so so important. So thank you so much for sharing. I think. I just want to say that I was like, throughout the whole time when you were sharing, I was always almost on the brink of tears because I could relate, I could feel <laughs> what you were sharing, and um, I could just you know just relate so strongly to it. So I also want to ask you a little bit more. You know, what are some questions that we can ask ourselves to ensure that you know we are all physically, mentally, and emotionally in tune? Because you know, as you said, when you were running the business, you wasn't. <laughs> Exercising, and that's when your health started to deteriorate. So, what are some questions you would say that we should reflect upon to ensure that you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally, we are all doing great. We are all in tune. You know, it's not like one part or one aspect of our life is suffering. Like maybe we are doing really well、um, physically, but we might not be doing well mentally or emotionally. So, what would you say would be some starter questions for people that you know are just starting on this journey of self-reflection? I saw this Instagram post I think earlier this this year,、mm-hmm. and I thought that was、um, that was really great for checking in with yourself. And I even use these questions for my journaling prompt during circuit breaker. So there are six questions that I I like to ask myself. Okay.、Um, the first one will be, you know, what am I grateful for today? So、mm-hmm. I and then it kind of shifts your focus from being self centered to、mm-hmm. others. And I usually like to write down the things I'm grateful for first thing in the morning. It just helped me to set a really great intention.、Okay. And then、um, the second question would be, you know, how who am I checking in on or connecting with today? You know,、mm. humans we need tribe just like bees need hives. And I'm very for me, I always believe quality over quantity. And I've that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned during this year throughout COVID. Is that I really want to build meaningful relationships, and they like, and I want to build. Rather than having so many friends and know so many people, I really starting to understand the value of deep and wholesome conversations.、Mm-hmm. You know, some of the best conversation I've had during COVID—it's not even face to face—but I actually prepare for those conversation, like how I will prepare for a meeting.、Mm-hmm. And I just—it's funny because I spend so much time prepare for meetings, but I feel like wow, I never prepare for. 
for my friends when yes. I have conversation with them. But I can actually reflect, like, you know, prepare for it by looking at what they've done over the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. I can check out their IG stories. So those conversations becomes really meaningful and personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I've done. And I found that it actually brings a lot of happiness to me. Mm-hmm. You might think that you're doing it for others, but what you don't realize is when you do it for others, you actually bring the most happiness to yourself. Yeah. Um, and the third thing is I would, during COVID, I would ask myself, you know, what expectations of normal am I letting go of today? Mm-hmm. So one for an example would be, you know, I used to gym every single day. So so now I do a gym every single day, but during COVID, gyms were shut Mm. So I had to do all these indoor activities and it just didn't feel right for me. Mm-hmm. But I have to let go of the idea of what a typical exercise will look like yeah. so that I can be a bit kinder to myself. Um, yeah, and then I'll be asking myself, how am I moving my body today? Because there's a really strong feedback loop between your mind and your physical body. You can't be a healthy person if you gym every single day, but you don't look after your mental well-being mm-hmm. and vice versa. And the last question I'll be asking will be, you know, what value am I creating today? Wow. That's great tips to have. So um, who I'm grateful for today, whether I'm going to make meaningful conversations. And I think the one that really hit me the most would be what expectations of normal am I letting go today? Because I think a lot of us, as we go through our daily lives, we're always seeking to meet expectations. These can be, you know, self-expectations. These can be expectations that are set by other people for us or even in our jobs. And I think these are actually the hardest to let go of. And these expectations are what actually control our lives and sometimes can make us pretty miserable. So I think that is a great thing to actually think about every day. And thank you so much, Jamie, for actually sharing all of this. But I want to go back to, you know, you actually sharing more because I'm really learning a lot and I'm taking notes as um, we're (laughs) going on. So what would you say are some words of affirmation that you actually feed yourself daily to boost your confidence or even maybe feed um, these words of affirmation to people around you? Like, because I know that there are quite a lot of quotes in the journal. For example, I think the one that I like the most, which relates a lot to what you said about how when you... Um, are talking to your friends, you're finding out more about themselves and you find that you create value for them by asking them. That's actually how you find that you are most happy. You realize that you have created value. And I think it links back to this quote where you said, remember to give even if you have little in life, you don't have to be rich to help others, which is exactly what you're doing with your meaningful conversation. So maybe would you like to share some words of affirmation to actually help boost your self-confidence or what you even tell people or your friends when they're going through a hard time? When, so I'll answer the the question, what I would normally tell my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I also use that sometimes as a mantra to remind myself. I, I just love this quote. It's just so simple and so visual. Um, so diamonds are created under pressure. Mm-hmm. So I always tell myself, it'll be your time to shine soon. Every time when I'm under stress or pressure, I'll tell myself, you know, diamonds are created under pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I do have a very strong why. Okay. Um, that, that's my guiding principle in everything that I do. 
so my why is called personal disruption. So what that means is I want to be better than who I was yesterday. You know, what happened yesterday can never be changed, but how yes. you can behave today is, uh, is within your control. So because I found that, you know, in my 20s, I really didn't know how to um, take space in this world. And I was constantly comparing my life to others. Yeah. Even you try not to, it's it's difficult. Yes. So right <laughs> now, I think the great thing about journaling is that it gives me the data point around how I can improve little by little each single, every single day so mm-hmm. that I am not really focusing on others, but really on myself. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, you know, affirmation to boost confidence, I also like to use this um, strategy called psychological distance. Um, So what that means is, I don't know if you ever wonder why is it so easy for us to provide tips or suggestions or advice to our friends when they come to us with problems. Yes. And And we can't take that advice for ourselves ever. Like if we're ever in that same situation, we just can't, right? Yeah, it's because, you know, we are not emotionally or physically attached to that situation. Mm -hmm. So we can also, you know, use psychological distance to distance ourselves from the issue that we are experiencing. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if today, um, let's just say if today I want to ask for pay rise, if I'm working for someone and I want to ask for pay rise Mm -hmm. and I feel really scared, I don't feel confident in doing it, I will ask myself, what would Cheryl Samber, the chief operating officer from Facebook, say to me right now? And I will write down all the things that I've learned from her book or from her presentations, from just from her experiences. I'll write all that down into my journal. And that actually helped me to think more objectively because I'm putting myself in another person's shoe into someone that I really respect. And another one, right, you know, I talk about vulnerability and Michelle Obama is all about vulnerability and owning your story. So if there were times when I feel like I just feel drained, I don't want to share my story anymore, I feel vulnerable, you know, sometimes I've done presentations for hundreds of people where I've never met them, it's through Zoom. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's quite vulnerable to share a piece of yourself with people that you've never met. So mm-hmm. I will ask myself, you know, what would Michelle Obama say to me right now? And I will actually write down some of her quotes into my journal. And I found that it's really helpful to help me to look at situation differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you can think about it from the perspective of a friend, a coach, or someone who you respect. Wow, I think that was, that was real powerful. Because I think a lot of times when we take quotes and we put them into journal, we don't think much about that, you know. We just be like, okay, this is a good quote, you know, and I'm going to leave it there because it's pretty and I'm going to remind myself. But when you said to actually, you know, take it as the person is saying it straight to your face and the person is actually speaking that truth or that sentence into your life and take it as that when you have that psychological distance, I think that was a pretty amazing exercise to actually start on if, you know, a lot of us do face with confidence issues or even we feel mentally down or mentally drained. And your quote, um, not only the quote diamonds are created under pressure is great but it's actually the sentence that you said after that where you said 
it will be your time to shine soon. That was something that I was like, yes. Because I think a lot of us, we think like, okay, diamonds are created under pressure. But we always ask ourselves, you know, when is the breakthrough? When is the breakthrough? It doesn't seem like it's coming. So I think that is a great quote in itself. Diamonds are created under pressure. <laughs> it will be your time to shine soon. It's going to be so encouraging, especially for all of us that are maybe, you know, it's a low point of our life. We're not doing that great or as great as we want to. And this quote from Jamie really just... Bam, it really just brought me back to life. <laughs> so thank you so much for being so vulnerable and so willing to actually share all of this with us, Jamie. So um, do you have any last words for our listeners of the Mindful Minutes podcast today? I think um, one thing that I would love people to get out of this, I know that journaling may not for for everyone mm-hmm. but I really strongly believe that reflection is for everyone mm-hmm. and it is true you know when you are paying attention to the inside that's when you can really live the inside out yeah. um yeah so I re- I'm really glad that you know we got connected and thank you so much for giving me this platform that I can share and if any listeners have any more questions they can feel free to reach out to me, you know, on the kind friend, that's our IG handle. And we always try to respond to every single person's message. That's great. So Jamie, where can you, where can you, oh, sorry, where can they also get their hands on a journal of the kind friend? Because this is amazing. And I know that you guys have a bundle price because I have had friends that have bought it for their friends as well. So where would be the main place that people can go and check out to get their own copy of the kind friend? So they can directly go purchase the journals on our website. Um, It's literally just thekindfriend.com. I have so many people that came to me and asked if I actually purchased the domain name or the IG handle, the kind friend. But you know what? It's I don't know if it's serendipity or like the universe just works in a really mysterious way. The kind friend is just not taken wow. in any country. That's um, so rare. <laughs> I know, right? And we started last year. So yeah. it's so difficult to get a name now. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, any platforms that you can think of and any country's domain name, mm-hmm. we have the kind friend. You, you guys were me you know it was it was all part of heaven's plan i guess for you guys to come in, bring the kind friend and i think you've really brought a lot of like joy with this simple product that allows people to really just take time sit down plan out their week and also track their emotions i just want to say that i actually have a colleague that personally uses the kind friend and i was just looking through it with her and she says that she loves it because you know at the front there's the normal usual planner stuff but at the back she gets the space to be free to write down any other goals that she has in life reflect and um, she also said that the part where, you know, she's able to write down what she didn't quite like about this week and what she can do about that to change is pretty amazing as well. So thank you so much, Jamie, for today. In fact, 
me myself, I've learned a lot. And I'm going to honestly admit that there are many points through this conversation when you were speaking where I really had to control my tears because <laughs> I could really feel it. You know, like whatever that you said, whatever that you share when you talk about Asians and therapy, your mom sending you to therapy. It's not really very common even in Singapore. But I'm glad that in Singapore, a lot of young people are starting to realize that, you know, maybe therapy isn't as bad after all and all these talk about you know how expectations of success as a businesswoman yourself how stressful it is taking out time two months to really just go back to yourself and think you know who am I what am I without all of the other labels and stresses that people put on me I think that it's just inspiring and thank you so much Jamie for this session I really really am enlightened Oh, thank you. I think um, just to finish it off, I, I I think people always think that, you know, we started the kind friend, we are helping others. Mm-hmm. But to me, I actually feel like this business is helping me to help me to be courageous in sharing my stories that I've never shared in my entire career mm-hmm. um, and help me to be a more compassionate and more intentional person as well. So yes, in from the outside, people think I'm helping others, but I <laughs> genuinely feel like this business is actually helping me in return. I think that's great because that's just the motto of the world, I guess, like when you help yourself and you find that, you know, sharing these little quotes, little antidotes, and you see that people are actually hopping onto it. They relate to you and they can learn so much from you when you're doing your self-reflection even. I think that's pretty amazing. And I really thank you for the work that you guys are doing at The Kind Friend, both yourself and your husband. Thank you so much, Jamie, for um, even being with us here today on The Mindful Minutes. This has been really one of the best episodes that I've ever filmed. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, I think we're good. And yeah, that's actually, that's pretty much the, the episode. And wow, Jimmy, yeah, I really want to say that, like, whatever I said about crying, I really, I was texting my boyfriend. I was like, oh my God, this episode is so good. I have to control my tears. Because I think there was many points <sighs> times where I could really relate to you, like, when you were talking about therapy and everything. Like, I actually just signed myself up for therapy and, like, it, like talking to you was just like a huge affirmation that yes that is the way to go and yeah thank you oh thank you oh that's such a nice way to end my day with <laughs> yeah no 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 it, it's been great so like yeah that's pretty much it and no no this is really one of the uh, episodes where I actually um, took back quite a bit uh, you really had a lot of good antidotes to share and I I'm so thankful I, I'm really thankful that <laughs> they got you on for today's episode and I'm really great. Oh, I hope um, it will add value to your listeners. Um, And if you, you know, if you have any feedback, uh, I always welcome new ideas and feedback as well. So it helped me to, you know, help me grow, help me understand how we can serve better as well. So before I end today's episode, here's a little something that I cannot forget and I've written it down. I'm ready to share it with you guys from Jamie herself. That is, diamonds are created under pressure. It will be your time to shine soon. This is Abby signing off.